Hello and welcome to Casey Piper's Extraordinary People, the podcast where I sit down with a truly remarkable individual and we get to hear their story. This is a very special episode. It's in partnership with the new Pantene Pro-V Miracles Grow Strong range. And joining me today is an incredible young woman who's actually packed more into her 27 years than many do into their entire lifetime. (laughs) So she's best known for playing Lauren Branning in EastEnders. And we saw her take on countless hard-hitting, gritty storylines as her character faced alcoholism, grieving for her best friend and sister, and dealing with having Max Brannan as a father. (laughs) She's also a mother, like myself, sharing five-year-old Ella and one-year-old Mia with her husband, Dan Osborne, as well as being a stepmom to Dan's son, Teddy. Oh, and of course, she is the reigning queen of the jungle. (laughs) So, without further introduction, welcome to the podcast, Jacqueline Josser. Thank you very much. That was an amazing (laughs) intro. I love that. You've done a lot. Thank you. You know, 27. I didn't actually realise that does sound quite good. Yeah. Happy with that. And that's just what we know about you. (laughs) It's true. So hopefully we're going to find out more (laughs) about you today. Um, Yeah, I mean, you've had this amazing journey and actually, you know, at 27, I guess you're only midway through your, your journey as a woman. Yeah, I am still so young. I definitely had kids quite young. I had Ella when I was 22. I found out I was pregnant when I was 21. And so that was quite... How did you feel finding that that out? kind of crazy. Yeah. I just felt really young still. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. I felt quite... I, quite, I felt quite mature and older for my time. Yeah, because you had a grown-up career. Yeah, I had a grown-up career yeah. and I was with adults constantly. Mm-hmm. But I felt like other people would see me as really young. And did it bother you what other people thought? Yeah, massively. Yeah. It's like a major thing. Well, we're conditioned <laughs> to care about what people yeah, think. Yeah, it's a weird yeah. one. I, yeah. I'm still dealing with that. It's, I think it's really hard to not care what people think about you. Yeah, it's. Too, I suppose it's an aspiration to not care, but actually at the end of the day, mo- most people are going to take on board some of that energy. You know? Yeah, and definitely. It, it depends how long it lies with you and how, how deep it goes. I mean, you're a, a prime example of somebody that had a lot of unwelcomed opinions on you. You know, you're famous, you're on telly at a young age and actually an age where people could go on the internet and write what they think about you. What was that like? going into the biggest soap in Mm. in the country and suddenly hearing people's opinions about you that you hadn't even invited? It's really, really weird because obviously I wanted to be an actress first and foremost. Like, I just remember wanting to be on EastEnders so badly. Like, it was the, you know, the household show that everyone loved EastEnders And I just remember thinking, oh, that would be amazing. And because I was from... Like East London, I was mm-hmm. just like, I've got to be honest. You're authentic. Like I was like, <laughs> I just really want to, and I didn't think you don't think about what comes with it mm-hmm. at all. And I remember getting the job and thinking, oh my, you know, I didn't know you even got paid. Right. Okay. I was just so excited that I was going to be on EastEnders mm-hmm. and I was 17 and really now I'm like that that's a baby still that's still so yeah and so ambitious for such a young woman yeah and, and it was. Amazing. I was, and it was so fun. Mm-hmm. I loved it. And it, obviously, we filmed like eight weeks in advance. So for that eight weeks, no one was judging. Right. Because they hadn't seen it. Hadn't seen it. Yeah. So for the first couple of, you know, couple of months, I was loving it. Yeah. And then as soon as I got on the screens and 
got obsessed with what people are saying. What were they saying at that time? Well, it was like they don't like the new Lauren Branning because I was a recast. Mm-hmm. And being a recast, obviously, you're compared to... yeah. It's inevitable, before. It's an, it? yeah, yeah, completely. And to be honest, it wasn't my choice. I didn't even know it was a recast, you know. So yeah. I was like, oh, my goodness, <laughs> everyone hates me. And it genuinely felt like, you know, 10 million people were watching at that time. And they take the it as real life. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be going out on the street and they'd be like, that's the new Lauren Brennan. Why did they change her? Did like in front of you while you're on, on the train and stuff. And you're like, oh my God. Like, that's actually quite mean, guys. Yeah. Um, but and people lose that concept of yeah. reality and you being human. and They didn't like that. The, they called me like the new fat Lauren. Wow. There was like Facebook groups and all sorts really? about me. Yeah, thousands and thousands of people so of liking it up. and sharing it and stuff. Which I, I, I want to say I get, but I don't really get it because I was actually quite skinny back then. And now oh, I'm no, like, all, oh my God, I was back. like size eight and you were calling me fat. Yeah. <laughs> but, but on a serious note then, when you're that young and you're still forming your own identity and your opinions about yourself, mm-hmm. all those people, and a lot of those people might be mothers themselves as yeah. well, saying that about you and then you've got to go and film and go back on screen. Like, and then I start caring Mm-hmm. so much what people were thinking that if I had to cry I tried to pretty cry right okay and I was like so it altered your performance <laughs> yeah. you know instead of like scrunching up the face it, it, in reality that's what you do you know yeah. I have such an ugly cry but you're an actress you have to submit exactly yourself. And, and so then I remember I think I actually got called up the bosses were like something's changed right so they knew you very they well. Knew. They saw they that could in see. you. They were like, something's changed. And it was basically that I was caring too much. I was just getting so... I was literally Googling my name every single day. Oh, wow. And writing, okay. Or writing like Lauren Branning fat or new Lauren Branning, like with a, like words that might come up. And it was yeah. always negative and I'd just be obsessed with reading forums and madness so about So you submerged yourself into it. And then it did kind of just stop, I think, as I got older and... Sounds bad, but I was kind of accepted. And when I was accepted, I kind of stopped. Because it eased off. Because it eased off. Yeah. Had it not, I'd probably still be doing it now. So when you had your first child, so this is Ella is your eldest child, mm-hmm. isn't it? She's five now, is that yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my daughter's five. Well, she's going to be six at the end of the week. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's a great age, don't you think? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's brilliant. She's yeah. like a little best friend now, yeah, genuinely. Yeah, you go for like coffee with them. Yeah, I love it. The, yeah. In, in the stories you hear about school and stuff, you're like, <laughs> really? She tells me things she doesn't tell daddy. Yeah, it's I nice. It's it. close bond. Yeah, it's really yeah. cute. So were you pregnant in the soap with her then yeah yeah oh, well, just wow. i just hid behind bags and boxes they <laughs> i was a plants eight and like a half months. months pregnant when i left so i was massive yeah and obviously my character was just meant to be you know 12 yeah, yeah. not pregnant <laughs> so i had boxes and big bags and they just sort of you just sort of wing it yeah they'd cut around like everything would be really close up on me <laughs> it's amazing because it feels like you've got this resilience where you get thrown in at the deep end and you just make it work mm. you know that's what it sounds like because some people would have it's maybe like sink or swim and I always just yeah really have to swim you have to like great quality when you're a mum though yeah because I guess so that happens a lot doesn't it yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you had this kind of almost like this amazing experience like you know you're you're at your peak as an actress Mm. and then um you have the negative of the trolling what about when you became pregnant was that kind of does that go down as one of the sort of the best experiences in your life or was it a difficult time I think at the beginning when I found out I was pregnant I felt like it was more I cared what people would think rather Mm -hmm. than like I was, I was really excited and I felt like I was um, ready. Like, although I was young, I was like, I know I'm going to be a good mum. Mm-hmm. 
And there really was no other option for me. It was like, obviously, I I wanted to keep the baby and stuff. So it wasn't planned uh, pregnancy? It it wasn't a planned pregnancy. Um, But actually, everyone was lovely. Yeah, yeah. And by then, I did kind of get over a lot of stuff. I I wasn't like Googling myself every day. I was... Yeah. It was only that only really lasted. It was just like the first six months. I would say I was really obsessed with it, and mm-hmm. then I just thought, I can't. You can't. Yeah, and also it was a new job for you, and it was a new platform. It was my first well. ever job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never worked a day in my life. No paper round. <laughs> straight onto his standards. I remember I had to film like Lauren's first day, and she was working in a bar, and I was like, no, I can't. I've, I've never, never been in a bar. In a bar. <laughs> I've never actually been in a bar. That's quite surreal when you yeah. say it like that. A lot of Lauren's firsts were before my first mm. so it was like kissing and all of that everything I, it was it was a weird thing yeah it's weird you've grown up on camera but grown up as Lauren on camera yeah and then obviously we all love you and know you as the queen of the jungle well recently from yeah. I'm a celebrity get me out of here <laughs> that's weird too but you were Jack in the jungle yeah so was that like that's a vulnerability was that nerve-wracking that was like the biggest thing for me because I was like I do feel like people don't know me at all. Yeah. And I quite like that in a way. It was like, I've been a character. They know the character. And if you follow me on Instagram, you might see the highs and the funny bits. But yeah. But you can't hide away from three and a half weeks. No, no, no. There's no <laughs> way to, to be yourself. foliage, like here. That you know, <laughs> yeah. You can't hide. You have to be yourself. And yeah. you, you can't pretend you know mm-hmm. if you have a down day you have to have that down day and what about there's been so much criticism about appearance and weight the the jungle's like no hair no makeup yeah uh same clothes no shower like how did you feel about i mean that? i stunk so bad i can't tell you <laughs> i was this is like was a smell of vision <laughs> well, yeah no seriously but we all smelt just as bad as each other. So that was okay. I definitely didn't like the fact you couldn't wash, like you couldn't wash your hair. Yeah, yeah, that's hard. It's funny, like sitting opposite you now, you've got this beautiful mane of hair. It's your natural hair, is mm-hmm. it? Yeah. And actually, you know, you've spoken online on your Instagram really openly about um, postpartum hair loss. And when I knew I was doing this podcast with Pantene, I really wanted somebody that had something to offer, to give, to help other women. And you just stood out as that person to me. Thank because you. I just seen you on your, you know, 2.6 million followers on your Instagram. That's a lot of friends. Yeah, um, and up. you're really honest with people mm. like you. You, you know, you don't edit, you don't Photoshop. And I feel like your page is somewhere that people can go to and actually hear the truth. Yeah. Um, and, and you wouldn't know what's happened in your hair journey by looking at you. No. Um, but you did talk about it very openly yeah. to the followers. I think that it, you have to be true to yourself like, mm. because at some point you're going to get caught out if you if you try everything, you know, rainbows and butterflies and everything's perfect. Yeah. You can't like live like that. You can't pretend that that's the world you live in. Yeah. And I don't like that. I hate like Instagram life in general. Like that's why it's important to me yeah. to just be real. And to be honest, the hair loss, like we were talking about postpartum, I didn't know that it, it, it existed, right. to be honest. And, to, and did it happen with your first child? Yeah. Or? Okay. And so my sister was pregnant before me, way before me, and she didn't really chat about it. But I suppose it wasn't... She, maybe she didn't chat about it with me because I you know, didn't have kids or anything and it yeah. just wasn't a conversation. Some people are embarrassed. Yeah, exactly. Wrongly. I didn't know anything about it. And so I, I remember when I was pregnant feeling fabulous because my hair was just like this big, it, it was like really thick. And yeah. I was like, oh my God, I'm It almost so increases, amazing. doesn't it? It goes more yeah. dense and more full. And yeah. I thought it was brilliant. 
But that's the calm before the storm. Exactly, the- <laughs> that no one warns you about yeah. because you get like really used to it as well. Mm-hmm. And mine was really, really, and I was still filming as well because I went back to film and I just remember it was terrible because I used to, Laura and Branning used to always wear buns. Oh, right. So you'd have it slicked right back. Yeah, yeah. and I couldn't do it because my hair was like spiky. Yeah, so all, was your hair lost mainly the front? Yeah. Yeah, that's the same as it me. It was completely around then- the front. Yeah. All my baby hairs, like, and when it grew back, you know, it looked like it was all going, growing different ways. Yeah. And when did you first realise that you were experiencing it? Well, obviously you're in baby mode, aren't you? Mm-hmm. But I think I noticed it properly, maybe like the first time I tried to like do my hair. Yeah, because actually that's the thing. You don't really notice your reflection post-baby because you don't have time to do your hair. <laughs> no. And then that one time you're like, okay, fine, I'm going to wash my hair and maybe I'll curl it or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. Something's different. It doesn't fall the same. It doesn't sit the same. I love wearing my hair up and I couldn't wear it up Mm -hmm. for like a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it emphasises it more when you wear it up. Yeah. So were you able to talk about it with the crew and say, look, this Um, is what's going on? Yes, because a lot of the makeup artists had been through it and they kind of knew. Because that's the kind of the first like chat I had because I was like, I've like lost loads of hair. So did you feel like, oh, is it just me? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really know much about it. I was like, look, and I'd be lifting it up and, Mm. you know, it it was like so, you you know, like white underneath. You could see. Yeah, like not your other hair. I was embarrassed as well because you didn't want to, well, I guess like, being vain like I just didn't look how it looked before well it didn't look like you that's yeah. the thing isn't it the comparison is of yourself not of other women and everything and... changes anyway like your body yeah. changes yeah head so, to toe <laughs> and, I'm, and to be honest my hair's always been like my my thing like mm-hmm. my comfort blanket something that I know that even if I wasn't wearing makeup but I curled my hair and it was that like was your I crowned and I was like yes yeah. I don't care I've, yeah I've always had long hair well it's like a Samson kind of like that's my strength that's yes. my hair and I genuinely felt like that yeah and so then I've, to be honest I've never really had anything that I've been like oh I don't like I kind of just crack on because you're if accepting I yeah. And, yeah but that I was just like like oh no, not my hair. Yeah. It's on my face. It's on my head. It's right round the front. Yeah, it frames your face. Yeah, and yeah. it really worried me. And I just, I was really insecure about it. Yeah. If someone came to do my hair, which obviously always happens in this industry, you've got people well, coming yeah. to do your hair and coming to do. And they're close. Well, it's funny you said, you know, you brought it up in the makeup room with the women because actually it is really common. Yeah. You know, and actually when you talk to other women in a like a private area like that, then they're more willing to talk. Yeah. Obviously, today we're here with Pantene Pro V Miracles Grow Strong Range which is actually, you know, some of the treatments that you can use for mm. these kind of issues. And they did research on female hair loss and it's it came up as the most common problem that we hardly ever talk about. And the stats, like, it's the number one search in the UK on hair problems. Really? So if people are going onto a search engine, that the one thing they type in is hair loss. That's the number one thing. Wow. Which you think of more for a male problem. You know, you yeah. Don't, you don't think of it for women. And 80% of women in Europe complain of suffering from some kind of hair damage. So in a way, it's, it's discouraging because you think, well, we should talk more openly. We should, like you said, in that makeup room. Yeah. Like, I feel like, did anybody react negatively when you... No, not at all. But what I mean is I didn't know it existed. So we clearly don't talk about it enough. And mm-hmm. obviously I was young. So I was yeah. 22 and I was just like, oh my goodness, I've got no hair. Like, I'm, yeah. And that's your, your first thing. It's never going to grow back as well. Yeah. You instantly think like, this yeah. is me now. Yeah. And you're busy with the baby. You feel selfish. You don't want to focus on you. You just want to focus on that child. But it know? is important as well to feel like yourself, isn't mm-hmm. it? Because obviously you're, you are mummified, aren't you? Yeah. You are obsessed with There's no getting away this from it. life yeah. and your newborn baby and stuff. But I think it 
it plays actually plays a big part in your mental health as mm-hmm. well because you're like you don't feel like yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like yourself. You don't look like yourself. Is and it, it fair to say then it affected your confidence? Hundred percent. Yeah, and that makes 100%. me so sad because you'd already had all this stuff you'd been through yeah. on, on screen anyway. It's a weird and- thing because I've always felt confident, but I. I, I let people knock it a lot. Mm, yeah. And so then I have to build it back up. Yeah, because you're out there for everyone to have a go yes. almost. And I do, I do remember actually, again, because I then went back onto telly and it was still like we tied it up and I used to just have this like, because it started growing back and it's just weird like little side <laughs> Little thing. antennas. And like, yeah. and like people would comment on it as well on like Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. And be like, oh, what's with the hair? Like that's, yeah. you know, what? <laughs> what's going on and you think oh. they'd pick up on everything and did it happen again you had your second pregnancy with Mia how old were yeah. you when you were pregnant with Mia I would have been 25 25 yeah. yeah which is still a young mum isn't it but, yeah I mean you have so much life experience it's different to your average 25 year old yeah it is um, and it is still young but I was definitely more prepared I was yeah. ready for the hair loss yeah yeah it did happen Right, okay. Because um, also if you stress, that contributes yes, to hair loss. Can't I was it? stressed. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was stressed. It definitely happened again. But I was more like accepting of it this time. Yeah. Because I think as well, when you're young, you are a little bit like vain. You know, you care so you much. You place more on your looks when you're young. About what weird, you look and it? what everybody thinks you look like and stuff. And Yeah. So you're, I mean, it's funny because I've got a second child. Our kids are similar age. So my second child, Penelope, she's two. And I was terrible. The first child I had apps. Books. I joined all these groups. Second child, I was like, she'll be fine. She'll fit into the family. I'm it's not going to Google anything. Um, not, and then even like after a year, I was like, I think I'm supposed to be cleaning her teeth now. Oh my God, I haven't even brought her a toothbrush. Like, yeah, it's you know, so true. It's just, you're so chill. You, you do like, chill, yeah. I think. You have to. Can yeah. you imagine if you didn't? Yeah, you'd just be making them anxious. And... I see. I've seen it before and I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. You need to chill. And what about your routine as a mum? Because I found that when I came a mum the second time round, like all my kind of routine had to change. Mm. Um, so one of my hero products that I'm using from the Pantene Waterless range is it's uh, similar to a dry shampoo, but it's a foam dry shampoo. So you don't need any water and it doesn't leave behind the white powder like the kind oh of... Goodness, amazing. Ones. Yeah, and I was like, look, showering is a luxury. <laughs> Hair washing, well, that's just like all out. So my routine now literally is I'll have a blow dry for work and like I always hope my work's like Monday or Tuesday and then I eke out the blow dry with the waterless dry shampoo. And because it's a foam, it's just really quick and then I'm out the door. Because in the past, you know when you do it and you're getting them ready, then you leave and look in the mirror in the car and you've got like that white residue yes. from the powder. But Definitely, I'm excited to use this. Yeah, no, you have to I take a goodie like bag. A full on mum hack. Isn't yeah, it? literally. But do you have any kind of hacks for like hair, um, hair routines? It's just or? I literally hair up and go. I yeah. just mum bun. Yeah, mum bun. hundred <laughs> percent hair up and go out the door. It's very rare and actually like. It's funny because people always notice, like, if I have my hair down, they're like, oh, <laughs> you've showered. <laughs> yeah. You look nice. You look I hate that, though, because then they're like, no, no, just washed. Yeah, just washed and, like, you know, and it's presented this, myself. When they say the opposite of, like, are you okay? You look really depressed. I'm like, no, this is me with no foundation just, and eyelashes. This is new me. Yeah. Just know that this is me. Thank you. Uh, have you had any real disasters? Sorry, you can look back at old photos and be like, Hair what? disasters. Well, hair, makeup, If I'm totally life, honest with you, but... how I started EastEnders, I had a full fringe. And it's, oh, okay. That's cute. No, 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 no. I 
can't cope with the hair. It's so bad yeah. and it's so thick. My full fringe is like half of my hair. It starts from like okay. right back here. See, some people would love to have hair like that though, wouldn't they? It looks uh, terrible. Yeah. And I look at the pictures and I'm like, why? Why? <laughs> who let me do that? But did they make you have it as your character? No. no. Oh, no, no, like, it was voluntary. It was okay. That was Jacqueline, 17-year-old Jacqueline. I was like kind of emo and just wanted to be like, you know. Yeah. It's like Demi Lovato. I wanted to be like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, she was and amazing. She had a big full fringe. and Yeah. Uh, so we won't be seeing you. I couldn't fringe. quite put no never again. No. Although I did read about you that you said um, you'd be willing to shave your head mm. for a role. Is that right? Yeah, I would definitely. Yeah. In fact, I think it'd be quite freeing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you're oh. you're quite bold then, because obviously you talked about confidence being attached to your hair, but you would be willing to kind of give if, that up. If, for... if it was a role that it was like we can do this, like we can do this, but you can wear a ball cap. Yeah. Um. Or we could get an amazing scene of you shaving your hair off and it, we can use it in the film or we could use it in the series and, and it's going to impact a lot of people's lives. And yeah, I would 100% do it because I just think that's the whole point, isn't it? Just going for it and just... Yeah. And do you think there's that element because, you're, you know, you're talking about it helping other people and like I said, you know, online, you do have a big uh, female following mm-hmm. where, you, where you share stuff. Do you think because you've been through so much, you kind of know that actually other people looking out for you and supporting you is a big part of being able to be who you authentically are? Yes, 100%. I, I, I think that it would be unfair because I feel like I've got so much from the people that follow me. I, I, I've mm. learned so much and genuinely like you probably do it as well. Like you read your comments and you're like, oh, really? I didn't yeah, know yeah. that. And, and you learn it helps from you them, as don't well. you? And it helps yeah. you. So I feel like they follow me for a reason. Just yeah. like your followers follow you for a reason. Yeah. They want the truth. They want real. Yeah. And I just think and they get you to know you, you and they know when you're not. Give, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You yeah. can't do something. If you try and do something that's not really a you thing to do, that they know straight they away they suss it. Yeah. And so, like, we have that relationship now where we bounce off of each other. And I, they make me feel, if I have a down day, I'll, I'll say, I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> I'm not feeling myself today. And then they'll yeah. be like, oh, no, me neither. And they'll send a really hilarious picture of themselves looking, you know, sick, baby sick on them or whatever. And I'm like, I oh, see, it's not all bad. We're all, we're all been there. An official message from Medicare. A new law is helping me save more money on prescription drug costs. Maybe you can save too. With Medicare's Extra Help program, my premium is zero and my out-of-pocket costs are low. Who should apply? Single people making less than $23,000 a year or married couples who make less than $31,000 a year. Even if you don't think you qualify, it pays to find out. Go to ssa.gov slash extra help. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. No tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed with mushrooms? Not really. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. So all this kind of online and stuff, it's obviously we operate all our online stuff from our phones. When you went into the jungle, I take it that was no phones, right? No phones. From the day I landed in 
in Australia, it was one last phone call and then they took the phone and then I was in hiding for five days. And that's hard, not just because of Instagram addiction, which is real, <laughs> it's a real um, thing. but it's hard as a mum, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was really hard. I think it was the hardest thing, actually. The five days, to be honest, for me was the hardest thing. In the hiding before my head was just, I wasn't doing the fun Australian spidery thing. Yeah. I was just like stuck in a hotel room thinking, what are my kids doing? Mm -hmm. I I should be able to call them. Why can't I just call them? Yeah, I think I'd have a chat. Um, And so that was really, really hard. But I, I can't tell you how much I loved not having my phone. So was it a sense of freedom in the end? It was just like, actually, nothing in your life changes. Yeah, yeah, that's the funny thing, isn't it? it? It's not the disaster you think it is. It is really not. And actually it was just really free and I just loved not having my phone. Yeah. I think I like the thought of then the people you're with in the jungle, you'll genuinely get to know them because sometimes in social situations we ignore some people and go on our phone. Yeah, or we distracted so we're like half listening. we don't give our full self, but I feel like you must have got to know them. We really connected on a different level. Mm. It was like, you know, you spend three and a half weeks solely with these people without any distractions. Yeah. And with the other women, particularly the ones that were mothers, did you talk openly there? Like, did you talk about things like hair loss there? Because although it's intimate and you're all away getting to know each other, us at home, like 13 million of us at home are still watching you on telly. We talked about so much stuff. Mm. Because obviously me and Kate Garraway, we we were like missing our kids and Nadine was really missing, like her kind of thing where she she didn't want to talk about them because if she talked about them or thought about them, like she just crumbled. So we, everyone was dealing with it really differently. Yeah. I had to talk about them because I felt like if I didn't talk about them, I was just going to like explode. I think I'd be the same because for me, talking about them keeps their memory yeah. at the forefront of my mind. And it mind did get to and... a point where I was like, nope, I can't remember the smell of their hair. Oh no, don't say and that. And you'd be like... That's such a bonding uh, thing, yes, sniffing like, their can hair. Can you just give them yeah. a little sniff? And I was like, no, I can't smell them anymore. Like I can't envision their smell. Yeah. And then it was, I can't remember their little voice. Oh can't no. can't remember the sound of yes, their little I'd probably mummy. get really emotional And that. I was like... And every time you, then it got to the point I had to pretend they didn't exist. Yeah. Towards the end, I was like, no, no, I can't. Because that was just your coping mechanism. I'm going to have to walk out of this if I can't. I was like, I can't remember them. Yeah. Obviously, I could because I had pictures of them and I I was just trying to like remember their voice Mm -hmm. and stuff, but I just couldn't. And it was just really, really hard. Just the last few days because you know you're so close. Yeah. Well, you did so well. You didn't just do so well. You won the entire thing. You know, amazing for your girls. It was amazing. Do that. Ella said to me, I don't understand, Mummy. If you're the queen of the jungle, why aren't you there ruling it? <laughs> and I was like, I'm in spirit. It's a good point, spirit. It's a good point Ella, and I can't explain that to you. <laughs> I don't know. And did they fly out to Australia to yep, meet you? Yeah, they came yeah. out. The poor them. dad on a flight. I couldn't handle that flight with two kids. So. Well, you know. <laughs> Some but, torture for him. There you go. <laughs> was it really great to see them that moment? Oh, it was brilliant. Do you know what? It was really overwhelming because... You just sort of think about that moment, like yeah. the whole time you're in there, seeing like play them. it in your head. You really like think about it constantly, and then, but also you haven't seen people. Mm-hmm. So I remember walking into the Versace, and there was like over 500 people mm. all clapping and cheering and saying "Whoa, well done" and stuff, and it was like "Whoa." And then I saw them and was like, oh, my God. And everything just went away. Yeah. And were you like showered and stuff? Or had you no, looked, no, no, no. Stunk. You stunk. stunk. Yeah. But stunk they don't care. You're mummy. You I know. think they did care, actually. Ella was a bit like, just looking at me like, mummy. 
<laughs> You've brought them up to be What's honest. What's happened see? to you? <laughs> so I really wanted to know when I met you, because obviously for me, um, when I first started working with Pantene, like I've had my own kind of hair journey where I suffered hair loss after I was burnt. I had to have my head shaved for operations. And then I had postpartum hair loss just like you. And I think similar to you, one of the things I have in common is I always felt like it was my strength, my crown, you mm-hmm. know, when I wasn't allowed to wear makeup and my face was kind of out of my control. It was the one thing that I could like, express myself with. Mm. So th- there's been a lot of highs and lows for me. Um, and some of the positives of having that hair journey is you try out every single product, method. You start cracking eggs on your head that you see online. <laughs> you just <laughs> really? do everything to try, you know. And I thought, well, here's someone that's going to have loads of hair hacks and tips because what on earth state was your hair like when you came out of living in a jungle? I can't tell you, like... I don't think I understand the smell of a cockroach and then the smell of like 20,000 cockroaches. One, funny enough, no. <laughs> what is, does it smell of? I, there's no description. Like musty or? Well, there's really no description. I can't <laughs> I'm curious explain now. it. It's like disgusting. And would the you wake up in smell. the night with them in your hair then? Is that is that how close? I didn't, but Kate did. Kate Garraway did. She The next day she pulled one out after she had showered. Because oh once you shower, it's just terrible. I can't even explain to you. So you never really feel clean? No. Oh, Even when I came out and had a real bath, I didn't feel clean. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't smell of your house anymore. And, no, I was, yeah. I was just... See, I had envisioned... Like, for me, I think if I did the jungle, I would come out with, like, matted hair, dry ends, split ends. I would be needing conditioning treatments. Uh, I would be needing a haircut. Um, I felt like I needed to do that as in just to feel myself again. Yeah. I was like, I need... A haircut. I need a hair colour. I need like nails done. I what need was your makeover? Tell us about your post jungle makeover. I need everything. <laughs> What's your routine at home? Do you do things like conditioning treatments? If I have time. Yeah, that's that's is, the one I was showing you here. Look, this is this is the one that I use. This is the Pantene Pro V Miracles Strong and Long Biotin and Bamboo. So you can put that on. So you can do like two shampoos and then you, you can put it on and rinse it off. But I actually sleep in it. Um, and it's I, the one that smells good. It smells really good. I sort of twist my hair up in oh, a little yeah. bun, sleep in it. And then sometimes, I know it sounds a bit gross, but I go on the school run with it. In. No, it's <laughs> not gross. I go on the school run in my pyjamas yeah. and I don't care who judges me. It's fine. Then I'm I come definitely going to do it. that 100%. I might do that tonight, actually. Yeah. After, I'll, you know, the hair's been done. Yeah, I'll let you take that. <laughs> I'll do that. So what about now? I mean, we've heard about your life and all that you've been through and becoming a mother, this whole kind of new chapter in your life. You know, where where are you at now? Like, how are you feeling? And I, uh, the word content just comes to mm-hmm. mind. Really. Which is a great word. Yeah, it's not boring. It's, like, it's not... No, I just, I just feel content. I feel like loads of stuff that was up in the air in the last year, maybe even two years, like have, has landed where it's meant to mm-hmm. have land. And I just feel like I'm in the right place for where I need to be right now. Yeah. And work-wise, obviously, we always knew you as a character, but actually now the general public probably equally knows you as Jacqueline Super Jocelyn. weird. It's yeah. Super weird That double me. kind of life. Yeah. You know. Work-wise, is there anything you would like to pursue? Would you Would you like to go back to being a character or do you actually like being a separate person yourself, the real you? Oh, I want to do a bit of everything. I think... Like, first and foremost, I do want to go back to acting, but it has to be the right thing and the right time and 
I want to do maybe West End, like maybe oh, really? a musical, yeah. You'd like be something great in completely that. different that I've never done before. Would you ever go back to EastEnders? Because we see people returning all the time, don't we? Yeah, and I, that's why I love EastEnders because you can go away for a few years and you can come back, and obviously unless you die, <laughs> which well, does happen. Sometimes people even get resurrected. <laughs> yeah, <don't> <laughs> that's true. That's actually true. Maybe not even dead, you can go back. That's true. Um, I think definitely I would love to be Lauren again one day. Mm-hmm. Um, the time just isn't right now because I feel like people need to really, really miss her before she to, comes back. Yeah, to really be and hungry. And then when she comes back, it's like, yeah, I want people to be like hungry for her yeah. and the drama and then boom, and there she is, you know, yeah. rather than come back and people are like, oh, you know. Who, yeah, it, it needs to be a big thing, yeah. doesn't it? You know, I was thinking, I was going to ask you, like, what advice would you have given um, yourself mm. before you had your babies as a mother? But actually, I'm just wondering, what advice would you give yourself at the start of the whole journey that you, of your career, and just the, just enjoy the ride. Like you, like you're there to work, you're there to do a job, and don't let anything. I think I got carried away trying to please the people. Yeah. You can't please everybody. No, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And it was like, you know, if she's crying, ugly cry. Yeah. And now, you know. that's a good actress. Exactly. And to be honest, after the six months, I couldn't couldn't bear the pretty cry anymore. Mm. And it's like, you know, they're like really just not really moving their face yeah. where in real life you your that's, whole yeah. <laughs> your whole See, face but I think that's good when I've watched an actress on telly I want to believe it yeah. I want to believe that they are distraught traumatised exactly know, and that's doing your job 100% you know it's really interesting to hear all about your experiences and you know obviously I didn't know you I, hadn't, I don't think we've ever even met before no, I don't you know I, and again because I follow you online I feel like I know everything about you yeah it's a weird thing isn't it yeah. social media and actually you've had you know you've had intrusion into your private life your marriage and, 100% and you know sometimes articles are written about you and portray people in a certain way and I mm-hmm. remember when you were in the jungle I was like I really want her to win she really deserves it and actually meeting you today I'm like you're really confident and you're really strong and it's like everything you've been through that all those experiences are they in vain maybe not because they've kind of made you 100%. who you are I don't think you can regret or oh, I should have done that differently or I wish that didn't happen to me mm. or I think you're like, of course you can say that and you can, but it's not going to change anything because it, like what's in the past is genuine, it's in the past and mm-hmm. it's just, you just have to let it be part of your story. Mm-hmm. Like let it be part of your journey. Yeah. That you are, you know, maybe you're not glad that happened, but you are aware that it's happened and know now. Sounds like you're really at peace. Yeah, exactly. You let go. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's a weird one. Like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I do feel like the jungle gave a lot. I, I, I took a lot more out of the experience than I ever thought that I would. Mm-hmm. It's a really weird one. I came out just being like refreshed and just like, actually, I don't care no more. Yeah. Don't care. Don't it's care what a, anyone a thinks. I'm so makeover. over it. I'm so over it. Yeah. Just, and it's really weird. I just actually don't care anymore. Yeah, that's liberating. Yeah, and that's lovely. inspiring. And I think for anybody listening who has been affected by postpartum hair loss, hair loss through stress, or it's just identifying with, you know, this judgment that you're talking about and this these opinions from people, whether it's mm. online or at your work, is actually that, you know, if you don't absorb it fully, you can actually use it to build your character, build your strength and resilience and, and, and move forward. And, and like you are doing, help a wider audience as well. You know, you don't have to be famous to help other people. You can connect with other people online through groups and in, in your community. Definitely. I've met so many people that probably don't even realise that they've like given you a little nudge or, or helped you along the way and you're like yeah you know they're just 
Yeah. Not famous or... It's nice, lovely. For me, it kind of restores my faith in society. Definitely. I'm like, there are nice people no, out there. I 100% agree <laughs> yeah. with that. I think it's as well really the good. social media as well, I think it's a bad name. But actually, you probably think as well, a lot of the people that follow, they're so lovely. They're well-meaning, they're good people. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like you feel like happy and warm when they write yeah. nice stuff. I think it's lovely. That's how you make me feel oh, on the podcast. you make me feel happy and warm. <laughs> you know, it's been brilliant because, you know, as I said, it's sponsored by the Pantene Prairie Miracle Grow Strong Range. And I feel like you are a strong woman. And you represent everything. Oh, that, you know, thank you. This is what, as to, are you. Well, this is what today is about. And I feel like we couldn't have picked a better guest. Than thank you, you so, so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Katie Piper's Extraordinary People. If you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this, please help us spread the word. Rate and review the show where you got this or share on socials. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. <laughs>